Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of The Drive Podcast. I'm Josh Downs. Today's episode is episode 538, Happiness and Bigger Houses. And when I left you last, I had just stayed a week in St. George for work, going around, doing some assemblies, speaking with kids. It was an incredible experience, and I loved every moment of it. And to make it a little bit more enjoyable, I was able to get into one of the condos that I had typically stayed in with my family. So I was extra excited to go down to St. George and just to kind of have a little bit of a getaway while also doing some work and things that I love and working with young people and and doing some assemblies. I stayed in, as I mentioned, my favorite place there, which is called Las Palmas. It's a beautiful resort, beautiful condos, beautiful swimming pools, palm trees everywhere, just heaven on earth for me. And some of the places where I've had some of the most memorable experiences and memories with my family. So I was, as I said, excited to be there again. But I got to tell you, as the days went by, I started to realize that something was missing. It just wasn't the same as what it had been and what I expected it to be. I knew that my kids weren't going to be there and family, and so it was going to be a little bit different, but I I thought it would be still better than what it was because what was missing was those that I cared about. And it was clear that that condo was not the same place then as it had been before. Without them, it just wasn't the same. And it reminded me of a phrase that I had come across and shared a little while ago on this podcast, probably over well over a year ago. And the phrase is from author Robin Hobb, who once wrote that home is people, not a place. When you revisit a former home, all you'll see is what isn't there anymore. And I've always loved and tried to remember that statement. And here I was experiencing it firsthand. I was so excited to be to this place, but the longer I was there, the more I started to see what was missing. And that was the people that had typically been there with me while I was there enjoying it. Home is people. It's not a place. And I had that reinforced to me that week that I was there in St. George. It's so true and it's such a great thought. And I wanted to just share that with you today, just as a reminder. I think we all need that reminder from time to time because, well, we have a tendency, don't we? to look outside of what matters most for happiness. It can be so easy to look at things outside of ourselves, like more money or a bigger house or a newer car or better clothes or a better job or whatever kind of thing, thinking that once we can find that and have that, that we will be happier. Well, that's not how happiness works. That's not how it's found. I was listening recently to a song from two of my favorite country recording artists, Dan and Shay is the name of the group, and they put out an album recently titled Bigger Houses, and the main track that the album is named after is Bigger Houses, and the lyrics of this song are great, and it's a great song, has a great message, I just thought I'd share those lyrics with you today, especially as it relates to this experience that I had in St. George over the week that I was there. The lyrics go like this, used to dream about buying that bigger house, sitting on top of some hill. Losing sleep about filling my bank account, wondering if I ever will. But the older I get, I just care less and less about keeping up with people named Jones. 
If you don't fill it up with somebody that you love, it ain't ever going to feel like home. There's always going to be a higher high you could chase for the rest of your life. Greener grass in the yard next door or a shined up Chevy little newer than yours. You're never going to fill an empty cup if what you got still not enough. The thing about happiness I've found is it don't live in bigger houses. I can hear the kids making little footsteps running down the hallway upstairs. I can see the dogs playing in the backyard through the kitchen window right there. Maybe life's kind of more about us swinging on a porch, holding her while the sun disappears. Why would I want to be anywhere else in the world when my whole world is sitting right here? There's always going to be a higher high you could chase for the rest of your life, greener grass in the yard next door or a shined-up Chevy little newer than yours. You're never going to fill an empty cup if you've what you've got still not enough. The thing about happiness I've found is it don't live in bigger houses. Oh, and I just love the message of that song, and I've come to experience that for myself. For the longest time on the list of all the things that I ever wanted, near the top of that was a condo in St. George. <laughs> but this past weekend, I realized it's not the condo that I wanted. It was more time with the people whom I had shared it previously with. And you know, I don't need a, to own a condo to have those kind of experiences with them. I can have them in the simplest of ways wherever I am, as long as they're there. My parents, they live in a very small little townhouse on a golf course. And my mom is always so worried about it being too small to fit everyone. Yet she doesn't know how disappointed so many of us are when we don't end up doing things there because it's too small. Well, it is never too small, mom, because happiness isn't found in bigger houses. It can be found just as easy in a small little townhome as in a mansion, because it's not about the size of the home. Home is people, it's not a place. It could be and may be busting out of the seams with people, but to me, I think that only means that it is also busting out of the seams with happiness, and I don't think anyone minds that. Now, the cleanup, that might be a different story, but we are there to help mom and we'll make sure things get taken care of. It's the same mess though, isn't it? Whether it's in a small house or a big one. A prominent leader in my faith, as well as several others, on one occasion had become so engrossed in their work, which was good, that they inadvertently had neglected that which was better. And so they were chastised by the Lord and directed to be more diligent and concerned at home implying that they would be better as leaders and in the work that they were doing if things were better at home. Because home is where the heart is. And it's the heart that provides life for everything else. And when the heart has problems, so does everything else. But when the heart is strong and healthy, everything else is better and healthier as well. Instead of looking for happiness in bigger houses, we can find happiness by taking a bigger look at what is going inside our houses, no matter how big or small they might be. By loving the little things in our home and the people that are in them, our houses and happiness naturally expand proportionate to the size of our hearts. I've known people 10 times happier in the smallest of homes than those who have lived in the biggest of mansions, because it's not about the size of the house, but about the size of the hearts that reside there. While reflecting on this, I remember a talk titled More Diligent and Concerned at Home by a leader of my faith, David A. Bednar, 
where he gave three suggestions on how to improve the heart of our homes and therefore the happiness that's found in them. And his first suggestion was to simply express love and show it. And I think in following this suggestion, it's absolutely worth asking ourselves, when was the last time that we expressed our love to our significant other, to our children, to those that reside within our homes? When was the last time that they expressed that love to us? Have we been able to create and cultivate really a a culture within our home where the expression of love and showing it is acceptable and safe and even encouraged? Thomas S. Monson, another leader in my faith, recently counseled that often we assume that the people around us must know how much we love them, but we should never assume. We should let them know. We will never regret the kind words spoken or the affection shown. Rather, our regrets will come if such things are omitted from our relationships with those who mean the most to us. Elder Bednar further reminds us that feeling the security and consistency of love from a spouse, a parent, or a child is a rich blessing, and such love nurtures and sustains faith in God. Such love is a source of strength and casts out fear. Such love is the desire of every human soul. And I know that that is absolutely true. That's the kind of love we all long to feel. And we can begin to create it and cultivate it even more as we express it and show it within the walls of our own home. Suggestion number two that he gave was to bear testimony and live it. And I love this one because one of the things that we can share the most with our children outside of our love is our faith. The more that we share our faith and then live it and let them see us living it, it instills faith within them. And it's that faith that can help them to overcome the fears that they experience in life. It's that faith that can help them to push forward through difficult things. It's that faith that can bind them to Jesus Christ and help them to know the way that they should go, the way that they should walk, the way that they should treat others within their home and without. One of the most precious gifts that we can give anyone within the walls of our home, especially our own children, is the gift of faith. The more that we express it and the more that we live it, the more that we give it. And his third suggestion on how to be more diligent and concerned at home is to be consistent. And this is absolutely a significant and important one. After all, words are really just words and actions are really just actions. But when they are consistent, they become something more. They become real. They become foundational. They become something that people can trust in and believe in. They carry a message of truth that can penetrate almost the hardest of hearts. But it takes time to be consistent and to develop those kinds of things. Elder Bednar said in his office, there's a beautiful painting of a wheat field. He said the painting is a vast collection of individual brushstrokes, none of which in isolation is very interesting or impressive. In fact, if you stand close to the canvas, all you can see is a mass of seemingly unrelated and unattractive streaks of yellow and gold and brown paint. However, as you gradually move away from the canvas, all of the individual brushstrokes combine together and produce a magnificent landscape of a wheat field. Many ordinary individual brushstrokes work together to create a captivating and beautiful painting. 
He said each family prayer, each episode of a family scripture study, of, of each family home evening, each vacation, each moment that you're together, each dinner, each time you laugh, everything that you do is a brushstroke on the canvas of our souls. That no one event may appear to be very impressive or memorable, but just as the yellow and gold and brown strokes of paint complement each other and produce an impressive masterpiece, so our consistency in doing seemingly small things can lead to significant spiritual results. Wherefore, be not weary in well-doing, for ye are laying the foundation of a great work, and out of small things proceedeth that which is great. And consistency is a key principle as we lay the foundation of a great work in our individual lives and as we become more diligent and concerned in our own homes. He said many of the Savior's harshest rebukes were directed to hypocrites. And I've seen that firsthand in my study of the scriptures. Jesus warned his disciples concerning the scribes and Pharisees to avoid being like them. He said, do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. He points out that this strong admonition is sobering, giving the counsel to express love and show it, to bear testimony and live it, and to be consistent that the hypocrisy in our lives is most readily discerned and causes the greatest destruction within our own homes. And children often are the most alert and sensitive when it comes to recognizing hypocrisy, aren't they? A public statement of love when the private actions of love are absent at home is hypocrisy and weakens the foundation of a great work. Publicly declaring testimony when faithfulness and obedience are missing within our own homes is hypocrisy and undermines the foundation again of a great work. The commandment, Thou shalt not bear any false witness, applies most pointedly to the hypocrite in each of us. We need to be and become more consistent. As Paul taught, But be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. He said, As we seek the Lord's help and in His strength, we can gradually reduce the disparity between what we say and what we do, between expressing love and consistently showing it, and between bearing testimony and steadfastly living it. We can become more diligent and concerned at home as we are more faithful in learning, living, and loving the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope in listening this week that you'll remember, as I have and will, especially from my experience in St. George, being in that wonderful condo that was not so wonderful without those that I love that if we want those within our own homes as well as ourselves to feel like as Dorothy once said in the Wizard of Oz that there's no place like home then we need to make sure to express our love and show it to share our testimonies and faith and live it and to be consistent because again it's not the home that makes it a place unlike any other but the people that live there home is people not a place and as much as we try True happiness will never be found in bigger houses. Thanks for listening, you guys. I hope that you have a great week and that you enjoy the size of your home, whatever it may be, by enjoying those that live within it. And make it a priority this week to express your love and show it, to bear testimony and live it, and to be consistent in doing it. And I know as you do this, that you will find greater happiness in your home, no matter how great the size of your home is. Until next week, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.